Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Missing Pillar of Health podcast. I'm your host, Emma Roman. This episode was inspired by questions I've been getting in my inbox and in the Green Product Forum Facebook group over the past few months about the hazards with having polyester anything in your home. I'm going to break it down for you to help you make more informed and educated decisions specifically about your clothes and household textiles. Before we get started, here's the show intro to break down what the Missing Pillar of Health is all about for those of you who are new here. Welcome to the Missing Pillar of Health podcast, the show that tackles the often misunderstood and underestimated topics related to toxins and their impact on our health and well-being. I'm your host, environmental engineer, mom of two, and founder of Green at Home, Emma Roman. My mission is to help you reduce toxins in your life without fear, judgment, or shame, so you can be more informed and empowered to take action on issues that matter to your health. The research is clear that toxic chemicals found in the products we use, food we eat, water we drink, and air we breathe are contributing to the rise of chronic illness, allergies, infertility, autoimmune disease, and more. The good news is you can reduce your exposure without having to drastically change your lifestyle, and I'm here to show you how. As Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. I believe addressing toxins is a critical step towards creating healthier and happier families, communities, and ultimately a better planet. And that starts right here, right now. Let's dive into today's show. Before we dive in, quick shout out to Apple Podcast listener Grateful Holly, who gave us a five-star rating and wrote this review. Such a great podcast. I love the wide variety of topics covered. The episode on dealing with eco-grief is one of my favorites. Mine too, Holly. The one about choosing furniture was also super helpful. Thanks, Emma. Thank you, Grateful Holly. I really appreciate it. And if you are looking for more episodes to listen to, the ones she mentions are episode 26 on eco-grief with the former David Suzuki Foundation's Queen of Green herself, Lindsay Coulter, and episode 38 on choosing non-toxic furniture. That last episode is a good segue into this one, because furniture and home decor is where many polyester-related anxieties come from in my community, which, as I said off the top, is the inspiration for this episode. I've talked about polyester and certain products in passing in other episodes, like in episode 73, where I talk about redecorating sustainably. The first point of confusion comes from not knowing how or why polyester is bad. Is it an off-gassing issue or an absorption concern? These are the questions I want to answer so that you can make more informed choices in your fabrics from clothing to household textiles. So first of all, what is polyester? Now I'm talking about synthetic polyester here. There are natural polyesters found in plants and produced by some bees. But the synthetic version is what's used to make textiles. The chemical name most commonly used for textiles is actually polyethylene terephthalate, which confusingly enough isn't the same as the phthalates we talk about in personal care products and as hormone disruptors. Polyester has many uses, but I'm going to focus on its use as a fabric. The reason polyester has become such a popular choice is because it's versatile and cheap. Polyester fabrics are inherently somewhat stain resistant because it's hydrophobic, which means it repels liquids. 
This is also what gives it the moisture wicking properties in athletic wear. Polyester fabrics are strong and they don't shrink. That being said, polyester is derived from petrochemicals and essentially doesn't degrade. Microplastics in washing machine effluent and therefore lakes, rivers, and oceans, and ultimately our drinking water, also indicates that the plastic within the fabrics doesn't stay put. It sheds over time. Polyester also requires a certain type of dye called dispersed dyes. Because of its water repellency, this means that it's difficult for dye to adhere to the fabrics. Dispersed dyes solve this problem. Many dispersed dyes are azo dyes, which are potentially carcinogenic, may be contact allergens, and are toxic to aquatic life at levels released from the manufacturing facilities. These are banned by certain organic fabric certifications, which I will get into later. And we talk a little bit more about azo dyes in episode 11, where I talk with the owner of Temple. It is incredibly challenging to avoid polyester altogether, so I will say flat out that I'm not suggesting you do that. However, given its issues, I think it's prudent to consider alternatives. Now, when it comes to toxicity, let's go back to the question of whether polyester is an indoor air quality or a skin absorption concern. Plastic-based fabrics shed over time and can contribute other chemicals that may be used in the manufacture into household dust, which then gets inhaled or if you've got a baby crawling around ingested because they're putting their hands and everything else in their mouth. This is where dusting and vacuuming with a vacuum with a HEPA filter can help reduce exposure. Episode 73 talks about redecorating sustainably if you're looking for more tips on things like carpets and curtains. When it comes to polyester on clothing, this is where the polyester itself might not be a problem, but rather the chemicals used in the manufacturing process. Polyester is inherently flame resistant, but it does melt. And so fabrics are often treated with flame retardant chemicals, particularly in children's sleepwear. You can check out the blog on my website by searching flame retardant at greenathome.ca forward slash blog for more detail on this. I tend to look for 100% cotton children's pajamas. If you can't avoid polyester, at least look for a label that says not flame resistant and doesn't have language with complex wash instructions to maintain flame resistance as these are signs that they've been chemically treated. The documentary Stink on Netflix is a good one on the topic if you would like to explore that more. Now, one question that came up in the Green Product Forum was an interesting one. Is there a big difference between cotton and polyester since the cotton has been treated with chemicals anyways? I think it's important to note that regardless of the raw materials, textiles require processing. Even natural kind of green eco-fabrics like bamboo, if you think about it, it starts off as a thick wood-like stock. It's going to take some work to make it into the flexible, soft fibers we see in shirts. So looking for products that are processed in a least harmful way is a start. You can look for products that don't use azo dyes. GOTS and Ecotech certified is one way to check for this. Also, avoiding products with added stain repellent or flame retardant chemicals. Cotton is a highly pesticide and water-intensive polyester is a petroleum-based product. I haven't seen a total life cycle analysis done, but I think the end-of-life options for polyester create a problem. 
It doesn't degrade like a cotton product will over time. No matter what the material used to make your clothing, curtains, cushions, couches, etc., the mantra to buy less and buy better holds true here. The less that we are buying, the less that we are wasting should also come into play. Also think of it as a bit of a hierarchy. Natural fibers for clothing and carpeting are easier to come by now and the prices have really come down. So maybe you look at prioritizing natural fibers. Polyester might be a good option for a fabric sofa because it will be inherently more stain resistant without adding additional chemicals. And as I said, even though it may shed plastic over time, you can deal with this with good housekeeping. And a sofa is something that theoretically you are going to have for years and years and years and years. So even though it is going to be less biodegradable at the end of its life, it's not like you're throwing away a polyester shirt that has been made in the fast fashion style to be disposed of after just a few wears. I would argue that exposure to polyester isn't necessarily a problem on its own. It's part of the overall body burden picture, and you shouldn't look at it in isolation. So the long and the short of it is, I wouldn't stress about polyester-filled or covered throw pillows as a way of avoiding looking for a water filter, for example. This is the kind of thought process I teach in my programs, because you can get so easily bogged down in the minutia of decisions and start freaking out over every blog that raises alarm bells about common household materials. I hope this episode puts some of the decisions into context for you. I am currently working on a detailed textiles guide, which will be added to the resources in my membership, The Healthy Home Collective. If you're looking for personalized support and a step-by-step plan to reduce toxics in your home practically, this monthly membership might be a great option for you. You can check it out at greenathome.ca forward slash collective. Bye for now. I do hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you over in my free Facebook group. It's a great place to get feedback from over 4,000 super supportive members and where I share bonus trainings and content to help make your healthy home journey easier. Just type green product forum in the search bar in Facebook or head into the show notes where you'll find all the places you can find me online. Until next time, have a great day.